Happy Monday, everyone. I hope you are as excited to start the week as I am. On this episode of Inside Kevin C., uh, we've got my friend Eric Ryan, who is also my coworker. We have a lot of funny exchanges um, <laughs> during work, so I thought it would be fun to have him on the podcast. And I hope you uh, enjoy getting to know him. But that is, <laughs> that's it. Also, maybe if we we lean in, you know. Yeah, let me just move the. How's this for background noise? Oh, dude. Just, come on. Just put the phone Control down yourself. there. Just put the phone down there, dude. But yeah, I originally got into podcasting because I think it's in. Uh, have you heard of Tim Ferriss? No. I have not. He's just a dude. You should look him up. All see right. what you think. But uh, in one of his books, dude. The 4-Hour Workweek, he recommended that you just think about what you want to do, like what your perfect life would be like mm-hmm. if money wasn't an issue. It's like you didn't have to work. Okay. What you would do. And he kind of just says, well, just start doing it now. You know, like what's mm-hmm. stopping you? And I thought, well, what would I fill my time with if I didn't have to work at all? And I'd like to start a podcast. Wow. Be nice. I'd like to just drink coffee and hang out with my friends all the time. Like seven days a week. Yeah. I wake up early and do something like this. Yeah. Like my life had no work obligations. So just starting it. And then, um, yeah, so it's fun. Huh. And then for business purposes, long term, I just like to cultivate more of an online presence, more mm-hmm. of a following, make more connections. Yeah. Because that stuff's really important and it's really valuable if you're just looking at it from a money perspective mm-hmm. yeah networking yeah you know being able to connect with people all over the world and get your product out you know like, exactly yeah yeah it's a, <laughs> dude, people people all over the world can listen to this right now yeah um no it's interesting though that's uh because i feel like money does rule us so much and it does in at least in my everyday life like, every time I think of what I want to do with my future, anything, really, I'm like, well, can I afford it? Like, is that going to put enough money in my bank account to live? Am I going to be financially um, stable? And it's like, I, I honestly hate it. I, I hate money. I just wish that I wish I could go and do, I guess I could now, you know, according to Tim Ferriss. I could just start doing it now. Yeah. I mean, start going back. it to the depends room. what it is, right? Like, let's say... What you really want to do with your life is something that's really expensive. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, figure out how expensive it is and then just work backwards to earning that amount of money so you can go and do that thing. Huh. Instead of like just keeping it far away as a goal. It's yeah. like, oh, that's a lot of money. Just yeah, like write everything down and then you can actually see what it would take. Mm-hmm. It's like the first step is actually doing it, you know, or like working towards it. Kind of like with you. And you doing your podcast on your phone, and then your buddy doing all the research. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hasn't, not to call him out, but, uh, and it hasn't, like, you're already out here recording and doing it. It's like you're taking the steps to reach that million dollar dream. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, I'd be a millionaire. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, me either. That sounds nice. Money is the, I want to say money is the root of my issues, but it would definitely help mitigate some of them. I know. I'd be able to buy some, uh, some Jordans. Some Jordans, that's what I need. Some (laughs) AJ33s, that's what I need. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the root root of all my problems, they don't have a pair of Jordans. Yeah, that's true for some people, man. That's that's a huge status maker. It is. It is. That's like uh, with music, though. Um, So really, I'm really trying to make music. And uh, see this, like that statement right there. I'm trying to make music. That's already. That's already fail. Exactly. That's already. Dude, Yoda told you this 20 years ago, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yoda. There's no. 
I don't know there's what no you're There's no try, there's only do. There's no try, there's only do. Yeah, see, I knew that. Me and Yoda get tight. Yeah. We go way back. But, uh, no, exactly. It's like I try to do this. I, I, I make that mindset. It's like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go home and make some music. But then I'm always like making the excuse, oh, I don't have time. People are like, what are you doing? I'm like, just trying to make music. I don't have time though, you know. Well, like I'm always, it's like I'm not taking the steps to put myself in a position to where I can reach what I want. Yeah. And although like I'm, like I'm, con but I'm constantly convincing myself that I am. I'm like, wow, you know, like this is good. You got the equipment. You played with it for 10 minutes today. Good job out of the whole <laughs> yeah. week, Eric. Yeah, that's better than last week. Like, it's like no, just do it. Like if you. It's almost it's almost the same thing as money being the root of it, except for it's time being the root of it, and I'm allowing. But then I also spend two hours on my phone before bed, and like all this nonsensical, um, like soaking in of information that doesn't even have anything to do with what I what I want to do with music or otherwise. Right. And it's it bugs me. I'm yeah. like, man, I am not, I'm talking about growth mindsets at work, but I'm not putting myself <laughs> in that position. Right. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, adding up all the time we waste would be really painful if we actually knew very specifically how much it was. It's like Apple came, like, came out with screen time. Oh, yeah, the metric. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm... I, I haven't looked at that on my phone. I'm sure Android has yeah. something like that. Mm -hmm. No, it's uh, it's terrible. It's terrible. I look at it and I just you want close to release it. your numbers. <laughs> yeah, like I just don't want it. Don't show me that. Yeah. I'm glad it shows me it though because it makes me uncomfortable. But I'm like, I hate it. I can't stand the amount of time I spend on my phone, and then I still make excuses about not doing stuff that I want to do. Like going to the river. Yeah. It's hard. It I mean, isn't hard. Well, I mean, it is. Right. It's simple, but it's it's hard to break that pattern. Yeah, you know? that's really what it comes down to: is mm -hmm. what your habits are and what your body's used to. Yeah. But once you can, like, working out now for me is not a struggle at all. Really? Because I've got that habit in place now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there's still a million other things. Yeah, that are that are hard to like waking up early and working hard on stuff where there's no deadline you know it's mm -hmm. just like my own stuff yeah no I feel that like when something I'm a huge procrastinator yeah and so if something doesn't have an immediate deadline it will get pushed until it does have immediate an immediate deadline and if it never has an immediate deadline then that's an issue yeah because I'm not gonna think in my current state of mind I won't get it done or I will one day on a whim you know, I'll get a burst of motivation. I'm like, all right, I'm changing my ways. Yeah, you get that random seeming, yeah. like, urge to just, like, clean everything mm -hmm. or <laughs> yeah. do this one thing. I clean my room in weeks, and then I'm like, all right, I'm doing it all. Yeah. Tear everything out. Reorganize <laughs> yeah. it. Put my bed on a different wall. Like, yeah. Oh, I love moving. Rearranging your room. Right, yeah. I remember good. as a kid, that was, like, the best. I would go to bed in my new, my new area. In the side of the room, I'm like, yes, this is this is like a whole this new place. Awesome. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, I'm like three steps from the door now. This is great. This is great. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, that used to be. That's funny. It used to be the bomb. Yeah, I think uh, for me and for a lot of other people, I realized that the way to live the life that I think I want to live means being my own boss and like starting up something being in control of my schedule and my time and my efforts mm -hmm. and for that a necessary requirement to be successful in that is to not procrastinate yeah. to manage your own time and mm -hmm. force yourself to do things so I was still uh, I'm working on I was watching this TED talk the other day actually and like, unironically un unironic yeah yeah, yeah, I just, unironic. yeah I was just watching you know getting that feed of information um, but it was about I watch actually I've watched a couple on procrastination because mm. I'm terrible at it and so and TED talks you know they're Nothing better. Nothing better. No better way to procrastinate than by watching. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much. 
that's my philosophy, you know. We'll gain information on what you're doing wrong while doing it. Um, but anyway, so I'm watching this this TED talk, and it was about the the uh, it's about originals, like people who come up with original ideas, mm. and like um, these people who have made great success and do things that aren't in the social norm and build empires, like be your own boss. And it was talking about this like procrastinators and then procrastinators and there's like procrastinators who plan like weeks in advance and get stuff done Dang. like forever in advance um, <laughs> they have a peace of mind but they also like statistically speaking which is I don't know how strong it is you know you can prove anything with statistics okay but I'm gonna give this guy on Ted a chance all right he's the man he's doing it um, but he was just saying that originals he's noticed come from this area of in the middle of procrastination and procrastination. So it's like getting that feeling of there's a deadline coming and then um, working in that state of mind, but also keeping the realization that there isn't like, oh man, how did you describe it? It was like- So there's a sweet spot for creativity. Pretty much, it's like working like there's a deadline but not doing it in a procrastination or procrastinative way. Interesting. Um, and it's like this little, because like, uh, and he was talking about this business venture that wanted him to invest, and I can't remember the name of him, but they sell glasses online now. It's like a billion dollar company. And he didn't invest because they didn't seem prepared. Like they were taking too much time and were doubtful and had backup plans. And he's like, hmm, like these guys just don't seem like they know what they're gonna do. Like they just seem like they're pushing pushing things too close to the edge. And then so he didn't invest and now they're a billion dollar company. And he, so he did research and figured out that most originals and most, originals, but most people that create original ideas and make good businesses are like that. Like they kind of push it, but not to the point of pure procrastination. Interesting, that's something I would not have guessed. I would have thought, yeah, your creativity is, and your, some of your genius is hampered by a serious time crunch mm -hmm. where you're just you become unfocused on the details and you perform worse mm -hmm. even though a lot of people say like oh I'm at my best when like there's a time crunch or like I'm writing the paper the night before and making excuses. it's just not true honestly like you might feel really good because that's like the one time in your life you're actually in flow state mm -hmm. even marginally because you have to be yeah um but imagine if you're doing that a week early or like even three days early yeah and you could replicate that state you'll probably be in a way better mindset that was me dude thank you yeah g enjoy it's my g right there <laughs> All right, so that I'm dude gonna... looks like you in two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a few bottles of kombucha and some more uh, simple toast, and I'll be on my way. Yeah. It, uh, but it surprises me on the reverse that having like pure freedom or pure time to to do your to accomplish what you need to accomplish would actually work against you for creativity that that seems surprising yeah I feel like it surprised me because in my head I'm like I uh I figured that would be like the pinnacle of creativity having so much time you know to do something yeah and then be able to think it over and over until it is almost perfect in a way or like what you want it but I guess I don't know. It kind of makes sense. I feel like some, most of my creative creative ideas, because I'm ingrained in procrastination, are forced to come out of procrastination. Jeez. Is that for background noise? Um, but I think it's interesting that you brought up flow state, because I uh, I think that's a cool concept. Yeah. You know, being in a being in a state of flow. Like I don't know if that's a scientifically coined term or if it's just like. Some dude down at the river. I think there's at least <laughs> yeah. like, Whoa, some man. scientific. I'm in a flow state yeah. right now. I don't know, actually. That's a good question. I don't, mm. I don't know how scientifically legitimate it is. But it seems to uh, apply to something real that we experience. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I think it, actually there's been times when like writing a paper. Actually, every time I write a paper, the yeah. night before, of course, yeah. I'm in a flow state. Like, I just zoom through it. But it's like I Adderall I actually, or not. No, no Adderall. Yeah. Never taken Adderall. <laughs> but if you can get some, I'll let you know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. um, but. No, I think it's. I think flow state. Okay, I know that. Like, conversation is interesting. Because, uh. Like, there's been times at work, even, when I'll, like, be doing deliveries, yeah. and I'll just, like, have everything so good. Like, I'll type it in, and it all just works so well. And I'm, like, at the door in the car, and then there's, like, no hiccups. I'm, like, well, there's been times I'm, like, whoa, that was, like, I'm in a mad flow state right now. But, I don't know, it just, it just intrigues me. I, I kind of want to do more research. I don't know how much research is out there on the whole flow state. I'm idea. sure there's a good bit. Yeah. You should look into it. I should. I should. Know. I'll look into it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> Those are that. some of the most euphoric times in life, honestly. Mm-hmm, it's yeah. It's like, you're out of your head, basically. Mm, yeah, it's almost like meditative. Like you're just kind of going through the motions without like having yeah. external... I yeah, I don't know. Like, what gets me out of my head is like music. Music. Alcohol. Alcohol. <laughs> like you no longer have that like self doubt, mm -hmm. or you're just kind of acting, and it's yeah. nice. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. And I, uh, uh, flow is, I guess, kind of like that. Yeah. It's like you escape yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, because like what? What is yourself? Like honestly, I uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> no, me either, me either. But I, I read this. I don't know if you heard of Michael Singer. He's a, yeah, he's a philosopher, right? Kinda. He's a he's written a couple books. I'm not sure. What oh his... no, I'm thinking of Peter Singer. Peter, no, Peter not Singer's Peter. Peter a vegan philosopher. Wow. Well, him and Michael don't seem too far apart here. Okay. Um, probably brothers. No, but Michael, uh, he's written a few books just about his experience with um, finding spirituality and meditation and whatnot. But he has this book called The Untethered Soul. I haven't read the whole thing. But it starts with talking about the voice inside your head mm -hmm. and um, how we listen to this voice. Like, it's constantly talking. We constantly have this dialogue in our head, but we never question it. And when it says something good, we associate ourselves with that. When it says something bad, we try to remove ourselves from it. But he, he argues that you can objectively view the voice. Like, you can take a step back and just listen to it talk, and it'll just continue talking without you being a part of it. And he, he, he again go further argues that you can, uh, you can remove yourself from the voice. Hmm. That you can become, like the voice isn't you. Like you're, it's almost yeah. like your ego, you know? And how you detach yourself from your ego. It's like, the, this, it's pretty much what it is. And it's just <laughs> so interesting to me that people have found a way to dig deeper than like the, uh, like the surface level self, I guess, you know? Like getting past, like it kind of is in a flow, like that would kind of be like a flow state, you know, like getting away from your self-doubt and, but yeah. it'd also be like removing yourself from everything you've known, kind of. Like I feel like. Have you heard of the inner game of tennis? No. Oh, dang. That's a huge like mindset for athletes type of book. Really? And I read it for Smash, <laughs> Super Smash Bros back in the day. Uh -huh. <laughs> and basically the whole foundation of the book is that there's self one and self two and self one is the dude who's talking all the time mm. you do something good he says oh you're awesome you're great you do something bad oh i suck i'm terrible mm -hmm. blah 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 and to get into flow state uh the author thinks you have to quiet self one really and promote self two and self two is just like thoughtless but it's it's your body it's it's uh, it's you basically, and you know how to do everything already, right? You've mm -hmm. been practicing this thing for years or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, you have all the mechanical skill. Your body doesn't need you to think, because yourself one is saying like, oh, I need to make this adjustment, mm -hmm. and that's just like writing something down on a post-it note. Yeah. But yourself too is like a supercomputer. It just automatically can make minor adjustments like just in the way my hands moving mm -hmm. like I, 
I don't think about self one. Like my self one isn't yeah, talking, right? It's not saying like move your thumb. It's all self two. Huh. And if you can channel that, you can sort of get out of your head and get into flow state, which is what you want for things like athletic competition. Mm-hmm. And, of course, doing, like, hard work in yeah. whatever area. Mm-hmm. Huh, that's interesting. <coughs> wow. And, uh, yeah, it was really eye-opening at the time, but I can't say I've managed to, <laughs> to implement it. <laughs> I think that's... I think that's one of the hardest things to do is to take what the information that you soak in and then implement it. At least it seriously is for me. Like I, there's been a lot of like books that I've read and stuff on spirituality and just like removing yourself from yourself. And still, I do not like. I just I don't know what it is. It's like I'm so ingrained in the lifestyle that it, I feel like it's. I don't want to say it's society, but it kind of is like how we live. You know, like. We go to work, we have our outside obligation, but then, um, like, we have pressures from society to do certain things and make yeah. certain moves, and things. certain things are looked down, like, as silly. Like, I feel like it's society, like, society, what word am I, societally? Soci- I feel like it's societally silly that, no, it's, uh, I feel like society kind of looks down on the spiritual movement or like they like it's looked at as yeah some like, of, like the hippie stuff yeah yeah like some like, hippie kombucha drinking kombucha <laughs> go get a yerba kombucha's getting pretty mainstream these yeah, days you though. know it is it is no <laughs> yeah right, you, i mean i agree i have some of those feelings towards yeah some of it for sure yeah like only now do i feel like i'm even entering into any of that mm-hmm and even then, I like to think that it's, I'm, I'm only, like, doing the stuff that's not stupid. Like, <laughs> I'm doing the only legitimate Self-one's like, taking over and yeah. boosting here. I've been reading about... Uh, like, this kombucha is different than the other kombucha <laughs> yeah. everybody else drinks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ginger, dude. Ginger kombuchas. That's the only good one. I've had one bottle of kombucha in my whole life. Really? Yeah. You look like you've been sustaining yourself off of that for years. Just bathing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, they didn't have kombucha, so I got to try. Yeah. No, uh, they did have kombucha, actually. Oh, they did, huh? Yeah. I should have got one. Yeah. I mean, you still can. It just wasn't my thing. I, it was really carbonated. Like, yeah, it just was. It is. Do you, do you not drink soda? No. Interesting. Yeah, I hate it. I used to love it. Oh, really? Yeah, but then it was like, it's just not good for you. That's <laughs> why I stopped as well. Yeah, and it's easy not to drink it. Like water does me fine. I don't need it. Really? To. Yeah. It was hard for me when I first stopped. Really? But now I. And don't at all. I'll drink it occasionally. You know, like my mom will get a root beer or something. And I'm like, can I have a drink of that? Yeah. It's nice. It's nice to get a little, a little tingle. You know. <laughs> but uh, the only time I have it is if someone's bought a mixed drink for me that happens to have soda in it and that is very rare a whiskey yeah. a whiskey and coke yes yeah i guess that would be the only time i drink sodas when it's mixed with something or like might as well go all the way for drink something that's bad for you. yeah right you might as well just get a couple energy drinks Ooh, Throw it all in a bucket. Yeah. Throw yeah. it all in a bucket. Yeah. Um, uh, I went to this like friend of a friend's birthday party in eighth grade, and for whatever reason, they just made this like soda energy drink punch, like in a bowl. <laughs> nice. And it's just like Mountain Dew, every energy drink you can think of. It's just mix it up. I'm so confused. What did it have alcohol in it? No. It was eighth just grade or whatever. <laughs> it was just. Yeah. None of my friends. Or uh, drinking in eighth grade, but uh, um, yeah, that was uh, I was not down with it. Didn't even taste good. Really? Despite all the sugar. Despite all the sugar. I've never been a fan of energy drinks. They're just too carbonated. I it's, like carbonation and like I like hurt. caffeine. Really? The taste of half of them doesn't even matter to me. As long as they get you going. Yeah, because it's. 
Honestly, it feels like I get more confident and more happy. Wait, from what? Caffeine. From the caffeine? Yeah, like it's, it's that, called an addiction, it's that buddy. Bad. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a. Uh, that's full blown. That's rehab. That's full blown. But that's all right. I only do you consume get heart caffeine pal palpitations occasionally. Do you consume caffeine often? Every day. Every, oh, I guess with coffee, huh? Yeah, coffee. Energy drinks I've slowed down on because I started developing a real issue. Because they've got all the 300 milligram ones out, you know? Mm -hmm. Bang and mm -hmm. Monster and Rockstar have their versions. Mm -hmm. And I was having one of those a day, and I just started getting super bad uh, wow. acid reflux. So that's what made me slow down. One a day? Yeah, sometimes that's a lot. two. Sometimes two? Not two 300s, but I'd go one 300 and one regular. One regular? Yeah. <laughs> Man. That's, that's yeah. a lot of stuff. That's a lot. And part of the reason is because I'd have one pre-workout no matter what. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, that's attached to working out. And yeah. then if I feel tired at another point in the day, just oh, taking and then we're doing number two. <laughs> doing number two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. It's a struggle. Yeah. I can't say I anticipated this. Yeah, no. I... Unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> We just got like a whole drum circle going on right yeah. now. People, people are really gonna love the background. Yeah, a whole party going on. Gosh. Um, but uh, I guess returning to the turning back to to the non-BS spirituality stuff. Yeah. To the non to the non-BS. Yeah. yeah I just think the I, stuff that Kevin. Yeah. I just feel like there's so much more science behind it than people originally think just with how you talk to yourself what sort of thoughts you focus on yeah. it's just like repetition basically controls all of our beliefs like what we hear and yeah. what we experience deeply yeah. affects us what you're subjected to you know multiple times throughout the day or like a multitude of life times throughout your life takes it like affects you you know it takes a toll on you seeps its way in yeah like it's like propaganda like that's why propaganda is effective is because people just see it and see it and see it and believe it um but no i think uh i think i think the science hmm hmm what what gucci gucci always good to double check what is it double check what yeah. That is still recording. Oh, right, right. <laughs> we're just talking to. Yeah, this is a good conversation. You're like, I don't record them. I just, I just want to talk. Yeah, like I just use this it's... as an excuse to talk to people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how bad my anxiety's got. <laughs> but um, well, see, that's the thing is like the science, air quotes behind it, because like we don't know what conscious, we don't know what anything is. Honestly, like think about that. That, mm. like science, you know, whatever. Science, yeah. Okay, science is real, obviously. But like, I always turn back to like, what even is this? Like, why is this? Like these these laws of nature that govern govern us, mm -hmm. and like these um, these ideas that we put in place about what we are and why things happen, which seems to be true, you know? The science seems to work out and things do happen in this realm of things. But what is this? See, that's the what thing. What is what? Life, like consciousness, reality. That's that's the one, that's why I feel like the spiritual kind of stuff intrigues me so much is because it like aims to answer those questions in a sense. Well, like science is great. Like obviously I'm, I'm like, super intrigued in that too and like how, Yeah. Things work in the well, science is just a methodology for yeah. studying physical things, right? Exactly, but like it's the only way I can describe. Like, no, I, I'm on your side with some of that. I think like people think science is something that's just not. And having spent four years being mm -hmm. a philosophy student, it's so obvious how much science can't answer. Oh yeah, in, in the realm of that, like. It, it, it just doesn't, it's just a category error. Mm -hmm. Like, it just doesn't have anything to say about what's right or wrong, in my opinion. Yeah. Or 
yeah, why a lot of things, why there is something rather than nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is, I mean, what you should do. Uh, what about personal identity? Mm-hmm. Like, there are some good physicalist-based theories, like we are nothing, let's say, or we're just the combination of certain brain waves or whatever, or however you want to dress it up, there's a million things you can say. Yeah. But meanwhile, all these questions are still being debated over and over by some of the smartest people in the world, known as philosophers, mm-hmm. and they still really... There's no consensus on almost everything still. Yeah. Yeah, no, the scope of... The scope of what we know in terms of what we don't know is so, like, minute. Like, there's... I don't know. There's so many answers. I just want answers. <laughs> I want to know what happens when I die. Do I have to be scared of it? Am I okay? Are you scared of it? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's like, I'll lay in bed sometimes and think about it, and I'm like, wow. Like, literally everything. It doesn't matter. Like, in a sense. Like, it's almost like... Like, everything I... Like, this right here. Like, I don't like not that this doesn't matter. Appreciate appreciate you coming out. Oh today, yeah, really. no, but, <laughs> so I see you. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's it's like nothing matters. Like I'm like I don't know. One day this is all just gonna like whoop. Yeah. I guess. You know who knows what's really gonna happen. I don't know. But I'm just like I keep trying to find the point in it all. Like what is the point of my existence? Like not like what was I meant to do? Was I meant to save the? But like what that? What is the point? Like, what am I, what was I created for? Is this all an illusion? Is everybody fake? Am I just, like, what? I don't like think the, you're in the Matrix. Is this but, the Matrix? Uh, like, yeah, I mean. Like, I don't know, it's just, life's just. My answer for that was for a while, it's, I think it's, has to be tied up in. Wow, thank you. God somehow, or something like God. Mm-hmm. Something that's. Eternal. Do you believe in God? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Like, do you believe in, uh, like, uh, one of the religious ideas of, like, yeah, the Christian? Yeah, the, the Christian God. Christian God? For the most part. I haven't focused on that in a while. But that's why I originally became a philosophy student. It's just because I was interested in that mm-hmm. from high school. I used to watch so many YouTube debates in high really? school, like atheist versus theist. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think, like, morality also is a great argument for the existence of God. Yeah. If you think morality is real. Like, keeps you in check. Well, no, I just think if actions are objectively right or wrong, you have to ground that in something. Mm. And I just can't see what that would be if it's not... Like a higher something beyond the physical. Yeah. No, I I can, I kind of agree with that argument in a sense because, um, I feel like same for meaning. Yeah, I feel that like that would be the only way to get get that association. I feel like like in in um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say I feel like that's where. That's one of the only places that that meaning could come from, like right or wrong, like your moral, your moral code, yeah. in a sense. Like that's because humans, humans can make whatever they want, but like this objectively um, right or wrong aspect to life, I feel like that would almost have to be instilled in us by some something bigger, in a sense. I never used to believe in any sort of higher power. I think it was because my mom didn't and it was like my conditioning as a child in a sense so I was like all right um but then as I actually then as I got older and started learning more about the spiritual stuff and going to the river and talking to people and (laughs) um they would talk about God but they wouldn't talk about like like Jesus or like a specific it was just like it was just God like it's just he doesn't have to be some written about king like we don't know about him it's just like this power you know and I was like kind of interested in that I'm like you know what I feel like I do believe in that like I feel like at first I was so quick to just be like okay I don't believe in God everybody else believes in God I want to be different like but then it's like well like none of this makes sense 
Like, if, you it's, just feel like, and, and there, I feel like there so is sometimes a governing force. Like, I always, I feel myself questioning things, and like asking questions of something higher than myself. And it's like, well, if I'm doing that, then obviously I think that there's something there that could potentially answer this. Um, and so I think that's interesting. I think, I think the idea of a god is both good and bad. I think people can take it to an extreme where it becomes an issue and they start imposing beliefs and. Um, yeah, they start hurting people. Yeah, they start. Yeah, they start inflicting atrocities on people based on their yeah. religion. History is ripe with that. Yeah, exactly. But but then I also think that God could be a really good thing, um, especially if it's not based in a very like just, I don't want to say strict code in a sense. Like I agree that they're. I, I, I don't disagree with religion, but I think it could be taken too far, obviously, and I think that... Yeah. Um, well, I, I think it's just people, right? Like, yeah. Religion is people. Exactly, yeah. Religion's so, not like some dude on the street. I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's like... I know a dude named religion, actually. Do you really? No. I was going to say, does he go to the river? <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't met him. Yeah. <laughs> that dude in there's name's probably religion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, recently I've been I've become much more practical in my curiousness about this stuff. Really? It's like, what sorts of beliefs should I have to most benefit my life? Like, how do I improve myself mm -hmm. through belief or self-belief? And uh, yeah, I just feel like arguing, at least for me right now, arguing over. Uh, you know, this doctrine or this other doctrine is mm -hmm. heretical or heterodox or whatever is just like not a good use of my time. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Um, what is a good use of your time? What are you out here doing? Uh, building wealth. Right building now. wealth. Mostly just self-improvement is my goal right now. So, okay. trying to work on. Communication skills, self-belief mm -hmm. skills, and creating like a wealth-building model or system for myself really? so I can eventually get to the lifestyle I want to get to. There you go. So. All right. I feel like those are very uh, important, powerful things. I think you're on a, you're doing the right stuff. That's... um. Yeah, I mean, I was like you with money for a long time. Like, I just didn't care. Mm -hmm. Don't want to think about it. Yeah. I'll be a philosophy major. It doesn't I'll be, matter. I'll be a philosophy major. But now I've become much more, like, practical and interested in that stuff because I see how it can enrich my life and everyone else's yeah. if I don't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. I, uh... I think about money um, as like this, this hindering factor in life but then also I don't know it's a it's a battle because it's like I want to obviously I, I need money to live and so like I want I want to um, create wealth in my own life but whether it's a lot of wealth or just a comfortable living with some extra um, that's that's that's, That's why you got to just look at what you want yeah. and then like figure out what it costs. Mm -hmm. um, that's the thing also is like I don't want to, I cannot live like a nine to five. Yeah. I cannot, like it's just, life's too short in my, in my, that's how I see it in my head. I just can't, like working till I'm 60 to retire to then do what I wanted to do the whole time I was working for 40 years just seems like such a backwards way of doing things yeah. like I just want to I want to do what I love you know until I'm 60 or whatever and then throw me at Kmart I don't know <laughs> no but like I'm, I just <laughs> I just life is way too short for me to try to make some make some money through not fast means I don't know how to say that in a yeah, like like I just I don't want to waste my time trying to 
yeah. search for money that's not going to be there. It's not going to matter when I die, you know. We're not going to matter because I feel oh, like I it see. definitely. I feel like it definitely does. Obviously, money matters. Like I wouldn't have been able to get my simple right. toast without it. I know. And like, where would you be? But yeah, also, I, I feel like there's very strong guiding forces in my life beyond money, like love and like how um, or having compassion for people and just trying to build connections and like actually living rather than trying to focus so much on this dollar that's gonna get me just sucked into the system more I guess you know sucked into the societal system of money it's like like I understand it as a governing force and I I fall into it because I want because I got to I got to do what I got to do yeah. but it doesn't mean I like it <laughs> Push yeah them. I didn't like it for a long time I I started viewing it as more of like a game or challenge. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like something to figure out. That's a good way to put it, actually. And it's more fun that way. I yeah, think. yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's interesting, actually. I never thought of it like that, like a game or a challenge. And how can you solve it creatively without like trying to get some dumb engineering job or working huh. for someone else? You know, that's. I think that's like the that right there. That's that's what's that's the. Uh, the doers apart from the from the dreamers, you know? You're out here thinking about it creatively. Like that's a growth mindset. Growth Kevin. Mindset, Kevin, you're in the growth mindset. <laughs> Alright, you're taking something that is uh, a hindrance at first glance. And you're using it to learn and think creatively and build a uh, build a build a a bigger, better legacy on, you know, kind yeah. of in a sense. Flip it. Yeah, rather than viewing it as like a hindrance, like good old fixed mindset Eric over here, <laughs> and being like, man, I'm not going to work towards that, you know, you're figuring out, wow, this whole time I've been preaching about growth mindsets, Kevin's already in it. He's <laughs> <laughs> a master of growth mindset. Not even close. No, but, um. I would have woken up at eight if I had. I would, yeah. I'm getting there, woke up at... 945 yeah that's pretty good there you go that's pretty good um, but but no I yeah, it's I think it's honestly more fun that way like yeah I don't know it, it could just be biased because not everyone is gonna be interested in business or starting something up like that yeah but I've never really thought about making money as something that could be fun yeah yeah I guess I think if you can look at it that way, though, that's going to... Yeah, that's the beauty, that, is that, you can look at anything, anyway, any way you uh -huh. want. Uh-huh, yeah, exactly. That's, like, the biggest secret to how to be successful or happy with... Yeah, it's all, it's all mindset, you know? Like you can, and you can change <laughs> yeah. the way you can... <laughs> well, I agree, but it's just so... Cheesy and funny. What to say that? Yeah, it's all mindset. It's all mindset, man. But it's true. Like, it's the only way to. Like you can view. Like, like you have the ability to change the way you look at anything. You know. I know. Like anything. Like like throughout my life, I have had multiple stages of growth and also like a change in the way I view things, which has led me to who I am now. Um, and I have many more to go through. But it's like something like the things that I used to view as pleasurable and like important in my life or uh as like a, a big a big part of who I am as a person now I look back and I'm like wow like I can't believe I really you defined yourself yeah and it's like I have a whole different perspective on on what that what yeah, that that's is a whole nother thing that's really peculiar is how you define yourself mm -hmm. and how that alone will affect how you do everything yeah like, oh, I'm a person who's shy. <laughs> like, how is that going to affect you for your whole life mm -hmm. if you never change that belief? Exactly. I think people who talk more just, like, have more fun yeah. most of the time. Yeah, right? Yeah. And <laughs> I think blondes. Thinking, like, changing that self-talk from, like, I'm an introvert to, like, I'm me and I like interacting with people can honestly change everything it's like exactly now i can talk to anyone at any time or every day be the person who's 
at the front of the conversation mm -hmm. or like starting things up versus always being reactive or not talking or having closed body language. Yeah. That literally, those things literally have a effect on your brain. Like your body like, language, mm -hmm. how open you are, uh, talking with other people, interacting with other people. Huge for your well-being. Oh yeah. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. If you continue to put yourself in that hole, you know, and not either change your ways or try to change your experiences and, uh, and step out into something new and change who you don't want to be like you're, you're gonna stick be stuck in that mindset forever in a sense like you know if you keep telling yourself you're an introvert and you know, it's just it's gonna happen yeah it's all about, it's about the mindset man. yeah right. no but it's uh, oh, I had a I had something about some river people yeah, yeah. They're smart people, man. River folk. <laughs> they really are. They have really good ideas. Um, I can't remember it though. It's about that. But it's it like, to do with like living at your edge, or like... no? It had to do with your internal dialogue. But oh. it, but it's kind of like the conditioning, like as a child yeah. that we get from like those around us, like the, our parents, and uh, just the world, our friends. You know, like we become conditioned with these ideas that aren't necessarily ours. Like think about it. every everything you've known. Like your whole childhood, you're kind of built in someone else's image in a sense. Yeah. Like, you know, your teachers at school or your parents, you know, they tell you what not to do, which is like good. Obviously you need some guidance or else you're gonna be out there. Who knows what. Okay, but like you need but it's hard to kind of shake that conditioning once you become your own It's really hard. Yeah. Like there's still ideas in my mind that I'm like like, like my mom has instilled in me or my dad and I'm like I kind of want to shake that but also I attach myself to it because it's like my mom and I'm like it's hard for me to let go of that um, let, let go of that conditioning that she's put in me because I love her so much and I like I want to view her as like all right in a sense yeah and so it's hard for me to be like well I'm different than that like I, I actually disagree with that and I, and I don't know it's just interesting how that's what therapy really is, right? Is the therapist usually brings you to, uh, like, just brings you back to your childhood uh -huh. so you can uncover why you have beliefs about the world or beliefs about yourself that you have. And then when you actually face those, like, very old experiences when your brain was so far from being fully formed, you realize how illogical those are. And then once you have sort of exposed the genesis of those beliefs, mm -hmm. you can more easily discard them. Hmm. I've so actually... you just like have what seems to be a default view. Yeah. But really, if you can trace it back mm -hmm. and figure it, out where it came from, it seems from. less legitimate because it's like, oh, well. I just had this one bad experience when I was five, mm -hmm. and this has been controlling the way I think about the world. Yeah, I, uh, I think a lot of things stem from like a very, like, like I think about that sometimes. I'll see people and like how they act, and I'm like, I bet you that stems from like something a long time ago. Like I bet you these people just haven't confronted that. Hmm. And like it's, um, it's weird how stuff traces back. You know, like they'll find serial killers or whatever, like people with these mental, uh, I don't want to say mental illnesses because it's a broad term, but like these mentally ill people. Yeah. And then they'll trace it back to like something and like, oh, well, in his childhood, he, uh, his dad beat him and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you know, it's... I saw Joker yesterday. Oh, how was and, it? Uh, it was decent. It's <laughs> decent. Okay, honestly. Fair enough. I don't... It's just, it was a slow moving movie. Really? But it's just like a Joker origin story. I don't know mm. how much you know about it. No, I know not know a lot. Yeah, so it's like not really tied down to the canon. It obviously intersects with it at some mm. points. To the what? The canon of Batman. Oh. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge. Um, but really. Yeah, the Joker just like finds out all this stuff about his childhood that he thought was wrong. Really? And it sort of explains why he's the way he is. Wow. It's just pretty sad and messed up. And <laughs> like, he's an example of yeah, like yeah. a mentally ill person who yeah. whose childhood basically 
has curated that controlled his whole life. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't want to spoil too much for you. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I'm like one of those people who's like, tell me more. Like, tell me, I'll go see it anyways. Oh, yeah. um, I can love you for the rest of your life. But no, I think, uh, oh man, I had another. Dang, dude. Too early. What is, I can't remember what, it, uh, what I was going to say. It was about our conditioning. Yep. Oh, actually, therapy. That's what it was about. Oh, yeah. I kind of been questioning therapy. Not like I feel like I need it. Oh, you mean you've been considering it? Yeah. Yeah, I guess considering is better than questioning. I'm like out there questioning like, the signs. I'm like, is therapy real? <laughs> yeah. Is therapy? <laughs> no, but, um, no, I've been considering. And not because, see, I feel like there's like this taboo on therapy too, where it's yeah. like, oh, you go to therapy, like you, you're pretty what messed you up, huh? Up? Yeah. It's like, no, I just want to go talk to somebody who doesn't know me. I just want to talk to them about my problems. Like, I don't want any objective. I don't want you to judge me. You know, I don't want to talk to. And like, as like, as much as I wish I could do that with people I know, you know, I just like, I guess I could. I also probably have some conditioning that's stopping me from truly opening up but I yeah. feel like it'd be good to go talk to someone who doesn't know me that I can literally just kind of because it's not like I have anything that's weighing on my mind that I'm like man I really want to talk to someone about this but it's just like there's things sometimes like that, that bug me about myself and I want to go release some tension I want to cry a little bit okay I just want, to, I just want something <laughs> to happen man I haven't cried yeah. in forever I just want to feel some emotion um, like death like like I had a, I have, I've had some deaths in the family recently. Mm. Um, Sorry to hear that. No, it's. Thank you. I appreciate that. And as much as I hate to say this, it didn't affect me. And I don't like that. Like it didn't. Like it was just. Like it's someone who I should have been very. Like I should have cared a lot about. Like I did care a lot about. But like it, the death wasn't like. I didn't even cry. It was like I heard about it. I was like, okay, and then like went on with my day, and that bugs me. Yeah. Like I do not. I don't know. I just want to feel. You know. I want to like. I want to cry over it. I want to think about it. But I just go throughout my day. I'm like so ingrained in my workflow and being too busy that like I don't. And I don't know what. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's. Like a conditioning from my mom, because my mom's the same way. Like with death, she's just like, eh. You know, like it happens. It's gonna. It's gonna happen your whole life, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. Probably, like, and I some of it. Yeah, and then I feel that. Like, I understand that. But like, even, like, I had a best friend pass away a few years ago. And, uh, like, I was torn up about it, for sure. But then uh, I was also one of, like, the first people to be okay. And, like, to be people's rock because I wasn't breaking down. And so it was just, like, weird that it just bugs me that it doesn't affect me yeah. I know it's kind of a tangent I could see that I could also see the the fact that it bugs you being something that's conditioned as well you know mm -hmm. it's like if you flip it it's like why should I feel so bugged right? yeah. like it's death it's natural it's sort of expected in a way wow Kevin this is like <laughs> a therapy session right now <laughs> see, this is... but I, I can sympathize with that like this is different but like when friends move away, mm -hmm. like for like long term or permanently, it's like, dang, all right, see ya. Yeah. And it's like, I just this is kind of one of my articles where it's not death, but it's like people just like come and go into my life, mm -hmm. and that happens. Like you maybe you just slowly stop seeing each other, or a person moves away. Yeah, and. I just feel like there's like not even a discernible change in my life most of the time. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, I don't see this person. I don't care. Okay. Really. Like, sure, I'd love to see him again. Yeah. Don't care that much though. Oh no. Huh. And I don't. I don't know why that is. Yeah. And uh, I feel like it's just. Yeah, I've had two grandparents die recently, and. Uh, Sorry to hear. Yeah, that. I didn't really cry until like. You're at the funeral, mm -hmm. and people are literally talking about them. Yeah. And unless I'm in that situation, like, 
I'm just not gonna cry. Yeah, see, I'm I'm the same way. I we haven't had the service yet, but I'm probably gonna shed a tear or two there. Yeah. That'll be my chance to feel some emotion. But huh, that's interesting. That actually kind of makes me think about my own experience I'm having here. Like, why why do I feel bad about it? You know, like it doesn't. I mean, it makes sense to yeah feel that like you should, but actually, people on antidepressants sometimes come off because they feel like their emotions are being too suppressed really? in all ways. Like something really good or really bad will happen. And they're just and kind they of just indifferent. Like don't feel anything. They're like, dang, I don't want to live my life just like emotionless. Yeah. The whole time. Mm-hmm. Huh. But. Wow. There's also, yeah, a lot of benefits to being sort of flatline. Like, you can be super productive all the time, you know? Yeah, yeah, you can be. And you can be there for other people. Yeah, and just be the shoulder to cry on. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I, uh, I've never been, I've never been flatlined. I've always been skewed to one side. The bad things don't necessarily affect me. Kind of like when did you feel like you made this change? Because you've been like that as long as I've known you. Into positivity? Yeah. Uh, it was kind of when like my uh, my best friend passed away. Because like, for a long time, like from middle school until sophomore year, kind of in junior year, I was a, I was a rude. I was like a bully. I was just a rude person. <laughs> really? Full of hatred. No, it was just like the thing. It was what my friends did. We're all yeah. just hood rats. We just did whatever you know and didn't care about the outcome of our decisions or didn't care about how it affected people and just went through life and you know wreaked havoc and uh then you know i got in high school and i was still that way for freshman year and then sophomore year i was like wow like you know some of these people are actually kind of cool like maybe I should stop being such a such a jerk and just kind of open up and and so i started slowly but then my best friend passed away and it was like wow life is short like i really Life is really short, and I do not, I've not been taking the time to make any connections. I've just been letting my, let it, letting the opinions of my friends guide me because I don't want to seem like lame or whatever in their eyes when in turn I'm seeming like a jerk in other people's eyes. It's like, why don't I just be myself and try to, uh, try to make as many like positive connections as possible. And so that was like the main thing. And then also I remember one of my buddies being like, Eric, you're like the saddest person I know. And I was like, what? Like, and this was before my buddy passed away, but it was like still, I'm like, what? And so after that, wow. I like took steps. I just slowly, like almost subconsciously started looking for the positive in things. And it became, it just became like this thing. Like, I don't, it's just how it is. Any situation that's brought my way. Everybody, like someone will, be, yeah, someone will be complaining about it, and I'm like, well, like, here's the positive, you know, like here's yeah, this. Right. It's just this. It's just how I run. I don't know. It's just I don't know why the change. Like, That's I, good. I, I, yeah, right. That's I, I, so good. Yeah, I think so. I think it was definitely like a huge turning point in my life, and without that change, I don't know where I'd be. Um, but yeah, I love I love being positive. I love being, I love being able to find the like silver lining, and everything, and enjoying the positive moments. And then the bad moments don't really affect me. Again, it's like, it's kind of like with death. I'm like, well, darn. But hey, this happened today. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, what about you? Have you always been your positive? I'm self, <laughs> no. I'm not all that. I don't think I'm as positive as you per se. I no? don't. Uh, You're out here. I don't know. I'd have to freaking watch a video of myself to see what I really think. <laughs> what? To see like how I am actually interacting with people and how positive or not positive I come across. Alright. But I feel like in my head when problems come up, I try to reframe it like what can I gain from this? Like Okay, yeah. I'm gonna learn something from mm -hmm. this. Like learn, learn, learn. And that's what I try to that's how I try to flip it. Yeah. Um, it's a growth mindset. Yeah. And so like if there's challenges or fear, I just think like, oh, well, I'm getting better because of this. Like, I'm now more confident, more capable mm -hmm. because I've experienced this thing. And then with interacting with people, right now my focus has just been on trying to have more fun 
okay. than necessarily being super positive. Um, but it turns out that those things They're are like connected kind of one, yeah, a lot like of the one, time. Mm -hmm. So, like when I walk into work, let's say, like honestly, 95% of the time people are just like slumped over <laughs> in phones. like three different corners mm -hmm. and no one's talking to each I know. other. And so I'm immediately just like, how can I make this more interesting? Mm -hmm. How can I, how can I seduce all of these people? How can you know? I seduce all, yeah. Like, male or female, you know? It's like, yeah. how can I get them to have fun with me in this mm -hmm. moment? Even though, like, we're not doing something that's particularly fun. Yeah, but... but everyone around us is always bored, dude. Yeah, everyone's bored. Or just in life? In life. You're not wrong. No, yeah, everybody... And so people Nobody's I think enjoying are happy, what they're doing. Yeah, to like, if you're gonna say something marginally funny or just like mess around with them and they get it, mm -hmm. like most of the time it's just on. Yeah. And you're gonna brighten up their day. You know, I feel like actually that's why. Um, I feel like at work you're probably the person that I. I don't know how to frame it, like connect with best. I don't know. Yeah. Like we just have better conversation. Like, I feel like it's more. Fun. We just laugh more. Like yeah, we, yeah. Like you're you're the person who has always like been the talkative one in the in the waiting room and like crack jokes and said and we can like have weird conversations and everybody else like same. I'll walk in there and everybody's just on their phone looking down. And I'm like, how's everybody's day going? And then yeah. some of them will be like, good. You know, me and Ryan will talk. Nobody yeah. else will join it. I'm like, all right, guys. Like, Come on. And sometimes I fall into that too. No, like, me too. Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes I just am tired or mm -hmm. whatever. But I, it's something to work on every day. Yeah. You know, some, yeah, sometimes I'll walk in and I'm like on my phone. Don't want people to talk to me. I'm just out of it, tired, not, not feeling it. Um, but I don't know. I always, I feel like it's good to, it's good that you're, like gearing toward or like geared towards having fun with people in a sense i think we need more of that you know because totally you're right everybody is bored like you go to the grocery store like like you go to the grocery store and you walk past 100 people while you're in the store and nobody says anything like nobody it's always like look down like nobody makes eye contact Dude, no one can look me in the eye like 90 percent of the time yeah Even no like face to face like cashier mm -hmm. and they're handing me something and I'm looking at them and they're like yeah have a good day looking down <laughs> it's like this boss skill I'm uh I'm guilty of it sometimes especially when I'm talking like when I'm trying to think I feel like eye contact takes over my mental for some reason like I don't know like I'm focused on right but what's well, it makes more <laughs> sense to have eye contact when you're listening yes yeah and then maybe do it like 50% of the time uh, when yeah. you're talking. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Sometimes I get too sucked into eye contact. Like I'm like looking and I'm like trying to think while I'm trying to remain eye contact. Yeah. I'm like, all right, this is this is getting challenging. You know, I'm like, this is getting hard right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. See, I just completely forgot what I was saying. Um, but no, really, it's like nobody looks at anybody in the eyes. I'm guilty of it. I'll walk yeah, past people and I'll like, well, it's freaking <clears throat> like pretend like I'm like, there's something on me. <laughs> I can feel it, man. It's fix, on there. Fix that crinkle. Um, I still have to... The the top of the chain is just hot girls, you know? <laughs> what? Like, that you don't make eye contact with? Yeah. Like, that's... You have to build up. Yeah. And once yeah. you conquer that, easy. Mm-hmm. I think the easiest to do it with, make eye contact with, is... Dogs. Oh, yeah. Straight up. <laughs> All right, you got me there. That is top notch. Um, no, I was going to say, like, older people. Oh, interesting. Like, like I feel like... Because it's easy to, like, tilt your head down and give them respect. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's what it is in my mind. Like, it's easier to give that person respect than, like, someone my age. I don't know what... It's like a judgment factor. Like, like hey, howdy. They have a lot of experience and wisdom. Yeah, like, I don't know what makes them easier to make eye contact with, but... Hmm. It's just my personal experience. But no, yeah, everybody, everybody in the world is just... Like, obviously, there's moments that aren't like right now i feel like this is a pretty lively environment i'm, I'm digging catching the vibes good but, uh, but uh, like i don't know i just everybody's in such a bad mood all the time so 
Okay, not everybody. I can't say that. Yeah. But just, yeah. Like, go places and... It's like, really? Like, there's so much, so much beauty to this stuff that we know nothing about. It's not me. Still got a bite of my toast left. But, um... But it's like, I don't know. Life's beautiful. You gotta stop taking it so seriously. I know. Like, it's obviously... Like the Joker. Yeah. Why so serious? Yeah, why so serious? <laughs> Joker's out here spilling facts. Wisdom, dude. Yeah, he's a, Joker he's a philosopher, wisdom. honestly. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. He just needs a little bit of therapy. He'll be good. A lot of therapy. A lot yeah. of therapy. But, uh... No, yeah. Life's great. I don't know... I don't see that. Obviously, there's bad things going on. I'm reading course, some books yeah. for some of my classes. Just terrible. About really? like, yeah, they're just about um, like injustices, injustices across the globe. But a lot. One of them is based in a. It gets based on sex trafficking, hmm. and sex slavery, and um, like maternal mortality. Just injustices to women. Oh, maternal and, mortality. Yeah, and just stuff that stuff that happens. Um, to women based on their oppression around the world and it's terrible like it's, and it's cultural you know it's like yeah. like you go to that culture and the women get it they're like yeah like if I'm not serving I'm my husband woman. I get beat you know like I'm a woman yeah it's like uh, they're so disempowered yeah and it's just it's just like the laws the laws might not even be that way but it's just how things are Right. And the only the way mindset, to yeah, the only way to fix that is to empower them and educate them. And it's like you could say like, well, that's their culture, but it's like it's messed up. Yeah, it is messed up. You know, like there's stuff happening to them that obviously some Americans have endured. You know, we're not completely removed from it, but like whole countries are like ingrained in this mindset. And yeah, people, I mean, are so free here. Yeah. It's insane. Oh, yeah. Like, anyone can do anything, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. That's that's like, one... If you do it, you can do it. Right? If you do like, it, you can... Honestly, really. like, what... Yeah, like, what can you not do? Exactly, yeah. Besides something that infringes on the rights of others. Right. And you could even get away with that. A lot of the time. Yeah. You know? I'm sure there's people out there who got away with murder i plan on getting away with it later today yeah same yeah this is all this is all set up all right i see what happened here i fell for the trap this is it's over dude <laughs> this is getting intense out here yeah yeah we're doing a podcast here um, what the <laughs> your ears are really gonna thank you so much for listening to episode eight of inside kevin c I'm excited that we've made it eight episodes, and I can't wait to make it eight more. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Enjoy the rest of your day. Take care.